to me, okay, to me. Ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, you know, that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there the expression of the human body i mean the everything i mean you know not just the hand and when you're talking about combat well i mean if, if it if it is a sport now now you're talking about something else you have regulations you have rules but when you're talking about fighting as it is Oral. with no rules, real fighting well then baby you better train every part of your body I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like Big Dumb McCartney pulling me about, folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bet. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud for fighting you. For you. Don't bring the dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did it. I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you gotta just keep on flowing. Aloha, Penn Nation. You're now tuned in to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. As always, guys, I'm your host, Jay Kinch, and we've got another great show lined up for you folks this evening. BJPenn.com Radio is live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and we continue to bring you guys the best possible guests and best, best possible conversations with those guests as well. We are the Fighter's Voice, and as I've been telling you guys the past few weeks, we're all about giving this, these fighters and athletes a platform to speak their minds without any bias or judgment and just have real conversations with these folks. We're also the voice of you guys, the fans, and we greatly appreciate all the love and support, Penn Nation. Keep it up. Uh, mahalo to each and every one of you. Tonight's lineup, a couple of great guests. We'll get into that in just a moment. But like I tell you guys each and every week, your home for MMA news is BJPenn.com. Bookmark us, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Keep up to date on all the latest and greatest in the sport that we all love in mixed martial arts. Hot topics, breaking news, viral videos, tons of exclusive, exclusive content as well. Everything that you crave all in one place. And as I tell you guys each each week, uh, there's some really cool technique videos that, that are dropping on the site pretty regularly now. So uh, awesome technique videos with some of the best athletes in the business in combat sports today. BJPenn.com, we're the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today, and all of you guys make that possible, and uh, we thank you guys for that. 
As I said, a few great guests, well, two rather, kicking things off. We're joined by UFC featherweight Alex the Great Volkanovsky. Uh, he's fighting on the UFC Sydney card, and he was originally supposed to fight Jeremy Kennedy, uh, but he had to pull out due to injury, and he was replaced by uh, Humberto Bendene, I believe is how it's pronounced, his last name. Uh, he'll be re- we'll be replacing Kennedy, fighting Volkanovski, and uh, we'll be catching up with him on how this timeline unfolded, when he got the news, and uh, of course, we'll be discussing the uh, another opportunity for Alex to fight in front of his hometown crowd. And surprisingly, it seems that he wants to come fight in the state. So you'll hear all of that here in just a few minutes. We'll also talk about Mark Hunt being removed from the card and, uh, you know, where Alex fits into all of the, into the division, the rankings, and, and does a big win over Humberto, put him in a position to call out a ranked opponent next. Uh, it sounds like he was campaigning for one after Jeremy, after Jeremy had pulled out of the fight, but nonetheless, he gets to stay on the card, perform in front of his hometown fans or home fellow countrymen rather. And, uh, should have another great performance. Always a good conversation with him. We caught him early morning in the future in Australia uh, in between training sessions. So I know you guys will enjoy that one. And then just like we did last week, I know I've told you guys that we've been uh, recording these interviews, but this week we'll have another live guest uh, due to time constraints and everything working out the way it did. Closing out tonight's show. This gentleman's been in the headlines quite a bit in MMA or in the combat sports world this past week or two. You guys love him. We love him. Good friend of BJPenn.com. Uncle Creepy Ian McCall. You guys know the string of bad luck he's had. Very tough couple years for Uncle Creepy. And uh, he was unable to get a fight. He had injuries, health issues. A ton of stuff was going wrong. His opponents would pull out with injury. He would get injured. His most recent fight that was supposed to take place, uh, USADA had pulled him from the event. Um, You've heard him talk about it extensively here on BJPenn.com radio. But he had announced recently that uh, he was firing his manager, looking for his UFC release, which was granted to him. And uh, just a couple days later, it was also announced that he'll be joining the Risen Fighting Federation and uh, he'll be a part of their uh, Bantamweight Grand Prix going down December 29th and 30th, I believe. I want to I, I think it's another one of those two-day Grand Prix like they did with the heavyweights earlier this year. Um, but opportunities for him to uh, expand on a pretty broad fan base that he already has, um, compete in Japan, which I know every fighter seems to uh, have on their bucket list, Pretty sure he's competed in Japan before, but compete under a banner in Japan probably more than one time aside from this Grand Prix. And he'll likely also not have an exclusive contract, so there's a lot more options for him. But anyway, we'll be getting the scoop on all that, how this all unfolded unfolded for him, and uh, what his state of the relationship is that he has with the UFC currently. You know, is that door still open or not? Um, of course... We'll get his prediction for the opening round, a potential fight with uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, and a lot more. A lot to, lot to talk with uh, Uncle Creepy about. So as I'm sure you guys can tell, I sound like shit tonight, and uh, good old Kinch has 
probably come down with the flu. Um, so forgive me now for sounding nasally and hoarse and like crap. Uh, but I've been doing the emergency and the Zycam thing, trying to beat this bad jamma. And I uh, think I'm starting to run a fever now. But nonetheless, the show must go on. BJPen.com radio. Let's get into some news. We'll run this Alexander Volkanovsky interview, and then hopefully we'll get Ian McCall on the line live following that. But I'm going to try to breeze through some of this news. We got fights this week in Poland. Darren Till taking on Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, Darren seems very confident going into this one. However, as we all know, guys, Donald Cerrone is a world beater when he's fighting on uh, firing, (coughs) firing rather, on all cylinders. Uh, Karolina Kovalkiewicz, she's returning on this card, taking on Jody Escabel, looking to get back in the win column following two losses, most recently to Claudia Gedalia. Jan Blakovic is on this card. He's taking on Darren, uh, Devin uh, Clark, rather. And the possible show stealer, in my opinion, is the fight between uh, Artem Lobov and Andre Feely. Both guys bring it. Uh, Andre's had some mixed, mixed success in the UFC. Artem as well. But they both, uh, they both bring the fight, and that should be, in my opinion, um, a potential to steal the show there. Also, Reports have come out that smiling Sam Alvey, he'll be cutting 35 pounds to make weight for this card. Which leads us to some more news. Coincidentally, Dana White this week said that uh, he doesn't think that more divisions is the answer to the weight cutting issues. I think the majority of us, <laughs> the majority of us would probably disagree with that. Um, I mean, ever since USADA... You've seen what's gone on here. Just taking away the IV from guys. A lot of weight cutting issues. Not and not to mention it's been a problem, you know, going back for the history of sports where you need to make weight. Uh more from Dana White. He said that John Jones is the biggest wasted talent in the sport and uh he thinks he'll probably be suspended for a very long time following his failed drug test. Given his accomplishments already though, it's not really accurate. Uh, in my opinion, and I'm sure in a lot of yours, your guys' opinions, um, it's really not accurate to make that statement. I do understand what he's saying. You know, Jones has all the potential in the world, and he's so gifted, and it's crazy to see him screw up all the time. But as Joe Rogan has said time and time again, you've got to be crazy to be great in the sport. So, of course, we'll be covering everything that breaks in regards to John Jones and his situation, but... Not really cool of Dana White to say that, that he's the biggest wasted talent. I mean, uh, we'll see how it all unfolds. But nonetheless, his accomplishments already put him as the greatest of all time, and, and it's very hard to argue that, aside from the man who won a couple weeks ago, of course, Demetrius Johnson. UFC Fresno gets a couple more fights announced. Brian Caraway taking on Luke Sanders. And Aljamain Sterling versus Hani Yaya. Pretty dope card so far. And Aljamain had been posting today that uh, he wants to see how good Hani Yaya's jiu-jitsu really is. Let's see if he's willing to test that. But nonetheless, be a great fight. On a great card headed up by Cub Swanson and Brian Ortega. Patrick Cummins forced out of his UFC 217 bout with a nasty staff infection. 
course, that's on the site, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. And despite that, his opponent, Corey Anderson, still wants him to fight, saying, get it taken care of, and let's fight. You might be asking a little too much there, Corey. But sad to see Patrick have to pull out, but the guy's a competitor. He's a dog, and not in a bad way. He's a grinder, and he goes out there and fights, so I have no doubt he'll be back soon. This is an interesting one. Rory uh, McDonald and Douglas Lima both would like to see some uh, specific strikes allowed in MMA. Um, Douglas Lima specifically said that he'd like to include all forms of elbows. I think Rory also concurred with that. Uh, But Rory specifically said he thinks headbutts should be brought back. Uh, He makes a great point in saying that uh, stalling on the ground, it would not be as easy to do and not be as big of an issue if you brought back headbutts. But then again, guys, if headbutts were, were always legal, Mark Coleman would still be the champ. I maintain that. Edson Barboza says he's accepted a fight with Khabib Nurmagomedov and has uh, told Khabib publicly to sign the contract. It would be a great fight for the division if Connor and Tony are actually going to fight next, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, that's something uh, Artem Lobov has said, that he believes Connor's next fight will be Tony. You heard Eddie Bravo saying it on the show last week. We'll see how it plays out. They might go with the money fight against Diaz for the trilogy, but to keep integrity for the sport and the division, you got to make Tony versus Connor. So Edson Barboza versus Khabib make a lot of sense. <coughs> Excuse me. Especially considering that, you know, the majority of the, the rest of the top of the division is all booked up. So also guys, Connor throws a baptism party for his son, like a boss. Uh, unbelievable photos from that makes most of our best parties of any of our lives look like very sad, poor man parties. So, um, Connor spending that cash he's made from that Mayweather fight. You can catch up on all this and much more on the site, Penn nation, everything you love from the sport you crave, bjpen.com. We've got you covered. Uh, like I said, as, as every week, plenty of stories I didn't get to, and, um, you can get all of it in depth on the site right now. Make sure you go there, bookmark us, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, Instagram, and stay up to date, get all the breaking news, and support a great cause, which is us bringing you that great news and breaking news. So, again, Penn Nation, big mahalo to you guys for all the love and support. That's about enough of me. Let's jump into things here. Coming up next, as I said, our first guest. Alexander Volkanovsky spoke to him a couple days ago before I sounded so terribly sick, so I might sound a little better, but nonetheless, great conversation. You'll hear him break down the timeline of events that has taken place for him to go from no opponent to possibly not being on the card to being on the card. Although I believe the UFC had told him initially that they were going to find a replacement fight for him. However, there's still uncertainty when something like that gets announced. Um, your opponent pulls out. And luckily, there was a, about a month uh, with this news. So not like you have to find somebody on, on two or three days notice. 
But as I said, great conversation with Alex. He's a super cool guy. Just had a baby, another baby, another child, and a lot more motivation for him to fight. He's looking to get that bonus on November 19th in Sydney. And I know you guys will enjoy the convo we had. Coming up next, Alexander the Great, Volkanovsky. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show UFC featherweight competitor, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Alex. Uh, how was your morning so far, my man? I know you're in the future over there in Australia. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm doing really good. Just ready to get a session out and, uh, yeah, start the day. It's always good to start the day with a nice hard session. Very good, very good. So much to discuss, man. But before we jump into things, uh, you just had a baby in September, man. Congratulations. Uh, happy and healthy, I hope. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, healthy. Uh, a, bit, a bit more motivation for me, so that's why I needed this fight. You know, I'm starting to run out of money, so I need to get this win and get some money, and then I can buy some cool stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, diapers are expensive, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so sure. is, is this your first child? No, nah, it's my second. So I've got a, a two-year-old as well. She's two this weekend, actually. Wow. Wow, so... Another addition to the family and another reason and uh, motivation you have to, to have all the success, success that you can in mixed martial arts. Yeah, definitely. That's what I've always been telling people. Like, oh, well, I do this now for my family. So I love the sport, but right now I'm doing it for a living. So I really, that's why winning is a must. So that's why, uh, you know, come uh, November 19th, I'm going to be going and uh, getting a win, hoping to get that 50G bonus. And my my style, my style suits pretty well to the 50k bonuses. I usually go out uh, looking for the finish. I don't want to get hurting people, but my style is to hit hard and uh, put people to sleep. And uh, unfortunately, uh, that's uh, what I need to do to to get that 50g. So that's exactly what I'm going to do November 19th. Well, I have no doubt, my friend. And congrats again. Um, but let's waste no time. We'll jump right into it here. First things first, man. Walk us through the timeline of Jeremy pulling out of the fight. When did you get the news, and, and what was your initial reaction? Yeah, well, I, I got the news a couple of days before it got announced. So uh, they threw a name, uh, you know, the new opponent out at me, and as pretty much as, as I found out, everyone else was already out on, on the media anyway. But, um, you know, it was disappointing in a, in a way, because obviously it's always disappointing when you've got to change your opponent. But knowing that, you know, Jeremy... You know, three and zero in the UFC. He's undefeated. You know, a prospect, and I believe you know they, you know, Sean had you know two prospects going at it, and the winner would you know really really step forward and, and start taking out out these uh, ranked opponents. But you know, it's unfortunate for that. But in saying that, I still got a you know a, a tough guy ahead of me, so um, I'm just going to go out there and do my thing. You know, I'm, I'm always the type of person that. I try not, uh, yeah. I try and look positive with everything. So you know, if I dwell on the the ne negatives, it's it's just going to throw me off. So you know, I look at positives in everything I can, and you know, come 19, uh, November 19th, you know, the same thing's going to happen. I'm going out there to win no matter what. So did the UFC tell you right away that they had a replacement for you? Was was this all settled before they gave you the call to let you know that Jeremy was out? Well, uh, this is a, another thing. Actually, we end up finding out from... Uh, I found out on Twitter that uh, Jeremy got injured. And this was before I, I even knew. Um, like, so we are like, oh, wait, we'll better wait and see if that's confirmed. And um, yeah, we ended up getting told it was confirmed. And, you know, we, we're going to try and push for a, you know, top, uh, you know, a, a name or, you know, a, a ranked opponent if we could. But 
um, you know, Sean Triver, then he, he threw through this man at us, and we're just like, all right, no worries, we'll take him out. But, you know, again, a bit unfortunate, but, you know, well, what can you do? Well, ideally, so ideally you were looking for a top 15 guy, but unfortunately that was not the case. But regardless, got to keep you on the card rather than have the frustrations of having a fight canceled altogether. I mean, that's got to be pretty good, right? As you said, look at the positives. Yeah, 100%. And like I said, yeah, I do this for a living. So me fighting means uh, me making money. So at the end of the day, as long as I'm on the card, and a lot of, you know, it's local as well. So it's only an hour away from where I live. So I'm expecting a big crowd. And yeah, a lot of people were getting a bit nervous when they seen that my opponent was injured. And a lot of guys, you know, they'll hit me up and go, oh, are you still on the card? I want to get tickets. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be that. He'll be replaced 100%. So I'm definitely on the card. <laughs> Very good. So plenty of time to, to game plan for another style and skill set of opponent, right? I mean, a month, almost a month out. That's not too big of a deal, right? Nah, nah, plenty of time. Usually, look, I, look, always. Obviously, you're gonna have game plans. You're gonna sort of know people's uh, styles. But at the end of the day, you never know who's gonna come out that day you fight. You never know what their game plan was. You know, they're probably going to switch it straight up, you know, right up because of the way I fight. So you never really know. So I, I try and, um, you know, later in the, you know, the last couple of weeks, I really start working my game. But other than that, I'm just, you know, when I'm sparring, I'm, I'm doing my thing. And I won't change uh, things up till a couple of weeks from the fight, usually. So that's when I really start to focus on my opponent and all that. So that does, nothing changes. Different, uh, definitely two different styles, completely different styles. You've got one, you know, Jeremy, a real grinder, um, just, you know, looking for the decision, uh, uh, sort of uh, just hold you down and really grind people out. And that, that's usually a really bad matchup for people. But for me, that's, you know, that's, that's my world. So I believe I was a really bad matchup for Jeremy. But, um, and then now I'm fighting a guy, you know, southpaw with a, a good left kick for something completely different. But um, at the same time, you know, I've got my style. I'm going to go out there and do, do my thing either way. So, you know, you mentioned uh, difference in styles there and, and how that could potentially make for a, a better fight for you, a, um, a better opportunity to get that 50K bonus. Uh, where do you think he's most dangerous and um, what kind of a fight are you expecting him to bring come November 19th? Obviously, it's you know, pretty pretty obvious what he wants to do. You know, he really likes that left kick. He's southpaw, so he likes to... Use that, uh, you know, he lands it. He's a, a debut fight, got a nice quick knockout, got a good body kick and went to throw a head kick and the guy shot, you know, pretty, uh, you know, the wrong sort of takedown on a southpaw and got caught on the way in. But, um, you know, I don't make them, you know, mistakes and I'm going to really, really put pressure on him and, you know, I, I won't be surprised if he doesn't even get a chance to throw a kick. Right. Well, as you said, uh, you know, difference in opponent. I, I do think that uh, it does lend itself to, to making for a more exciting fight, without a doubt here. But uh, just to change gears for a moment, the, some of the biggest news coming out of this card was uh, the UFC's decision to remove Mark Hunt. Give us your thoughts on that situation and, and the UFC's ultimate decision to remove Mark from the card. Yeah, it's a disappointing. Uh, obviously, Mark Hunt's an unruly, unruly fighter, so it's all, he's always good to watch. So that that's disappointing in itself. But not just that, just he's so well known, and you know, so you know, everyone will be tuning in to watch Mark Hunt usually fight. So to be on the same card as someone like that, uh, I mean, yeah, it's very disappointing that he's been pulled. But at the same time, Vadum's coming in, former champ, very well known as well. So someone I haven't watched live, so I guess I get to watch him, him live at the same time. But 
you know, I look up to, to Mark uh, um, with everything, you know, that he's doing. You know, I'm, I'm with him sort of 100%. But I do see it from the um, UFC side of things as well. You know, saying things about, you know, concussions and, and things like that. And, then, you know, I can, I can see both both ways, uh, definitely. So I'm not really taking sides. But, yeah, disappointing in, the, in uh, not having him on the card. But at the same time, I'm still going to go out there and uh, do my thing. Absolutely. And, you know, that was kind of going to be my uh, next question, you know, in regards to how the media is treating this. It seems like everybody's kind of saying that Mark shot himself in the foot here. Um, would you agree with that, or, or do you think this is uh, just one of those instances where shouldn't have said that, the UFC had to make a move, and, and, and so they did? Yeah, well, that's pretty much exactly what it is, you know. Saying one thing and it being, like, the total truth, you know what I mean? Like, when you when you have an interviews, you can throw sort of anything out there it doesn't really mean that that's exactly what's what's sort of happening, but at the same time you can see that you know you know they wanted to look into it because of you know all these it could look really bad in the UFC if something was to happen to him, and then yeah. they'll be like, wait a second, he's telling people, you know, so obvious, obviously it's something that sort of needed to be done. But um, at the same time, uh, you can see why why Mark would be uh, pretty disappointed, especially knowing that. Um, Vadum's replacing him where, you know, he originally wanted to fight Vadum on this card and Vadum didn't want it, then he thought he was going to fight Lewis and all, uh, Mark Hunt was blowing up about that. And then now he's getting replaced by what Vadum, so you yeah. can see why he's about that. Yeah, he was infuriated. I, I <laughs> uh, Definitely yeah. definitely not a good situation for him. But, you know, regardless, shame to see Hunt sidelined and, and, and I'm sure all the Aussie fans aren't happy about it at all, but all the more reason for you to go out there and put on a great show, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. More, more chance of a 50K bonus as well, maybe. Uh, right. <laughs> he likes a good knockout, but he might have took that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. We know when he fights, it's, it usually ends with the finish. So uh, this will be your third fight in the UFC. Um, you know, and, and you've been climbing the ranks here slowly but surely. Does a dominant victory here, regardless over the replacement, and change of opponent, does a dominant victory here put you in a position to get a top 20, top 15 guy, in your opinion? Yeah, I reckon it definitely does. Um, Sean knows that's what we're pushing for, and I believe uh, you know he'll be he'll, he'll be on board, but you never know until the next opponent's up. But I want to come over there and uh, fight over there, put a show on uh, you guys over there in the States. So hopefully I get a nice uh, knockout 50K bonus, and then I'm, I'm back into it early next year, and hopefully on a card uh, over there. What would uh so I mean you hear fighters talk about Las Vegas Madison Square Garden I'd imagine those are two venues that you'd really love to compete in. Oh, definitely, one hundred percent. That'd be uh, unreal. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, I certainly hope that happens. So it sounds like if you're injury free, you, you would like to turn around and come back early 2018. Yeah, yeah I want to fight regularly as, uh, as I always say. I want to fight as regularly as I can. So you know, if I'll fight, I'll fight. You know. Before the end of the year, if I could, I'll, uh, I'll take it on. Again, I'm doing this for a living. I need to make that money, so I want to make it quick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Two kids to worry about now, my friend. <laughs> so uh, yes. th this will also be your second fight at featherweight in the UFC. Uh, give us your thoughts on, on the uh, division and the title fight between Max and Frankie. Who are you picking in that one? Yeah, uh, that's an interesting fight. I uh, actually uh, talked to someone about it just the other day. and. Um, Man, Frankie's a hard matchup for anyone. That's a that's a thing. I really 
like his style, you know, I believe it's a similar to mine, where he's, you know, he's got really good pressure and he really mixes it up. You know, combos and really, really uh, gets people worried about what he's doing rather than what they're doing, which is uh, I'm a big, big fan of that sort of stuff. So I think he could be a tougher matchup for Max, but at the same time, Max is a bloody so durable and he's fit, and I just think he might take it in the later rounds. But I think uh, Frankie can do it. I think he can do enough in the the first few rounds to take a decision. Yeah, it has Barnburner written all over it, and, and definitely a toss-up in my opinion. I mean, as you said, Frankie has all the tools and the experience to do it, but Max has been on such a tear. It'd uh, be very interesting to see how that all plays out. But featherweight division is, is, is full of killers. It's always been a shark tanker, at least for the past past few years. Um, assuming that you get that top 20, top 15 opponent, I mean, is there anybody in mind for you that, that uh, would really spark your interest or be something that you'd be really excited or or style or something like that that you'd be really excited to compete against? One of the bad boys. As I said after my, my last fight, I want to take out these bad boys. I pride myself for being a, a, a good guy, you know what I mean? So, And you hear all these people doing all the trash talking and all the calling out, and I'm, that's why I'm like, all right, I won't call you out, but feel free to call me out. Any of them bad boys in the top 15, I, I'd love to, uh, you know, put a pin on them. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know we've discussed that uh, last time. Uh, you know, the the good guy thing and, and, and trying to go after all of the, the trash talkers in the division. But uh, it seems to be endless, man. I mean, day by day, you see more and more guys trying to get on that trash talk bandwagon that we've seen Conor McGregor master. And some are doing well. Others are failing miserably. I mean, give us your thoughts on, on the whole on the whole uh, migration toward that way of getting fights. And do you think you'll be able to do the things that you want to do in the sport without having to talk trash? Well, look, uh, talking trash, you know, is one thing. So if someone's, uh, like, like I try and tell people, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy, but I'm going to get defensive. So if uh, someone wants to start uh, throwing out insults at me, don't, yeah, don't worry, I'll be throwing something back, that's for sure. But <laughs> but it's just, yeah, as you said, the people that are just, I believe they're trying way too hard. And sometimes, like you said, they fail miserably. It's, just, it's embarrassing, I believe. So, you know, I, as I said, no one's really playing the good guy. So these guys can play the bad guy. I'll uh, be the good guy and I'll be that... The, the superhero that everyone wants, maybe. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. It's an angle that not everybody's taken. I mean, you see protagonist, antagonist, you know, that's a story we're all very familiar with. And uh, not a lot of guys are trying to take the good guy angle. So you might be onto something here. Uh, hopefully more guys yeah, follow exactly in your footsteps. Right. Yeah, they all yeah, exactly right. But, you know, once I start winning, they're going to have uh, no choice but to uh, t- take that fight, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... You know, I might have to, you know, throw little little things at people so they could buy it and let them uh, carry on. But, yeah. um, at, you know, at the same time, you know, I'm sure I might have to start calling someone out because I don't want to, you know, I, I want these uh, big guys. So if I, if I start uh, getting into them, maybe they'll buy back and then maybe something can happen out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it is, it's certainly shifted to, to, you know, you are so in control of your own destiny here and using that time on the microphone wisely. Uh, but at the same time, it's very refreshing to see a guy with your angle, my friend. Um, but listen, you've been more than generous with your time. I, I know you'd like to get back to working out here. Always appreciated. Just a couple more questions here for you. Um, what new wrinkles of your game are you looking to showcase in this fight uh, on November 19th? Well, I'm, yeah, I believe I'm very, very well-rounded. So, But I'm still new to the sport. People don't realize how, you know, I've only been doing this for you know, five, six years. So um, I, I remember I just seen a memory on uh, my, my Facebook, actually, and it come up, and 
my first amateur fight was only five years ago and only started training a, a few months before that. So, you know what I mean? And I believe I'm already very well-rounded, but and I, I put it together pretty well. But obviously, with experience and that more time, I'm going to put it together. Suddenly, I'm starting to really understand the game right now. And um, I'm going to be throwing things that you know, people just won't be able to handle. So that, that's, that's more like, you know, obviously, I've always been able to sort of hit hard. You know, I've always uh, been able to submit people and, you know, things like that. But it's putting things together. So, you know, uh, working to something. So, you know, we've, you know, a shot into you know, punches and then, you know, getting the KO, KO, KO sorry, off that rather than just, you know, these big overhand rights, which I was a fan of and have been throwing my whole career pretty much. But <laughs> now really setting things up. It's, it's more about being able to set things up and understanding the game. And um, so then basic punches really work. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely something that we're seeing uh, take place for you fight by fight. Uh, the evolution of your game, and, and it's always awesome to see a, a fighter evolve and uh, progress forward in martial arts. But I know we talked about this before with your athleticism coming from rugby. How was that transitioning into the gym for you? I mean, do you notice physically that you are uh, maybe a higher caliber athlete than a lot of guys that try to walk into MMA? Yeah, I think um, I've always uh, been a lot. Uh, I used to wrestle when I was younger too. So I played soccer, I wrestled. Uh, played rugby league, and now, now I fight MMA. I've even had a boxing match. So I've done it all, and so I'm, I guess um, I've always had a, you know a bit of talent when it comes to like even when I played rugby league. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I used to do pre- pretty well at that as well. So people thought I was mad when I, when I took the decision to do yeah. MMA, but you know it, it definitely the strength is well one of my main things. I've always been a, a pretty strong, whether that was uh, through yeah, genetics, I don't know, but I've just. Uh, always been, you know, strong. So, you know, my father and brothers, are, you know, everyone in my family has been really strong. So that's something that I've always used and used well. And it's, yeah, really showing off in, in the fights, I guess. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been, it's been really cool to watch so far. And uh, you're, as far as I know, you're the first of your kind to, to walk away from a, a big sport like that that's very popular in your home country and uh, have success in mixed martial arts. So, I uh, certainly hope that, that the future is very bright for you. I have no doubt it will be. Um, but in conclusion, man, why do all the MMA fans, all the Aussie fans, international fans, why does everybody need to make sure that they tune in on November 19th to watch you compete? I'm going to be going for that knockout like I always do. I'm finishing that fight 100%. And I'm, uh, I'm starting to throw some pretty creative stuff out of there. So stay tuned and uh, see what else I throw in there uh, come November 19th. All right, my man, we're certainly looking forward to the fight. Always appreciate the time, and uh, hopefully we get to have you on again soon after a big win. Any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Uh, just, yeah, shout-out to all the all my supporters. The supporters have been uh, unreal, so just a quick shout-out to them. And I'll get a quick shout-out to uh, Southern Cross Industries, my major sponsor. I couldn't have done it without them, so I'll give them a little shout-out too. All right, very good. Again, looking forward to the fight, man, and uh, all the future has in store for you. Hope you get that big knockout on November 19th and we can catch up after a huge win. Uh, Have a wonderful morning over there across the globe, my friend. Sounds good, James. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. All right. You have a good day, bud. Yeah. Sorry about that, man. Bloody, I'm on the the highway. Hopefully I'll answer the questions all right because I'm bloody bare here myself. No, man. No, no. This is is a good interview, my friend. We ran about 20 minutes. That's exactly what I was looking for. So all was well, my man. (laughs) Is there anything you think we missed or you wanted to cover? Pardon? 
Was there anything you think we missed or, or you wanted to cover personally? Nah, 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 I think that was fun, as long as, long as you're happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for I was sure, just thinking, man. I didn't really think, because I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'll go to the gym, and then uh, I'll remember that I get, I get no reception inside. <laughs> so I had to, I had to be outside next to the bloody uh, freeway. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I couldn't hear any, oh. I couldn't hear any cars, and luckily we didn't have anybody honking at you. So. All right, no worries, man. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Thank you again, and uh, have a great day, uh, bro. All right, thanks, Jim. All right. All right, Penn Nation. There you have it, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. I'm just realizing he thought my name was James. Gonna have to clear that one up. Um, forgive the audio on that one. It was a bit of a, you know, as, as he said, he was outside, but I noticed for me personally calling international fighters, sometimes the connection isn't the greatest. So, um, but nonetheless, great conversation with him. Um, congrats to him again on having a second child and, uh, definitely looking forward to the fight on November 19th against Humberto Bendene, Bendene, Bendene. Anyway, as he said there, with uh, Mark Hunt off of the card, only gives him a bigger opportunity to go out there and get a uh, knockout bonus or performance of the night bonus. Because like he said, as we all know, when Mark Hunt fights, it's almost always a finish, whether it be him or his opponent. So um, pretty stacked card. If, if you take a look at it, it, it's a good card. Obviously, a lot of Aussie talent on that card, but some very good matchups should be a great event. Um, and again, big thank you to Alex for coming on the show. So hopefully, guys, we're going to be live here with Ian McCall in just a couple minutes. As I've said, we try to get away from the the, the live interviews because we've run into problems with this in regards to uh, time zone differences and things of that nature. So... Hoping we're all good on this one. We'll run a little intermission music for you guys. I'm going to try to get Uncle Creepy on the line right now. And uh, hopefully I'll be back coming up next with Uncle Creepy, Ian McCall. This is BJPenn.com Radio. I'm your host, Kinch. We are the Fighter's Voice. Be right back with Uncle Creepy. Stay tuned.
All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show one of MMA's most loved personalities, Uncle Creepy himself, Ian McCall. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to join us tonight, my man. Currently in California, I presume? <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I am in uh, – I got home this morning, or this afternoon, I should say. Um, no, no, wait, I got home yesterday, but then I, I – I woke up on the train this morning. I've been here for a whole day. Um, but, yeah, back <laughs> in California, finally. It's been such a mess, like <laughs> – Flying out there and only staying for twenty nine and a half hours, and then uh, and flying home was was uh, taxing, but you know worth it. Yeah, I can only imagine the jet lag of doing something with a quick turnaround like that to come right back. It's got to be insane. Um, but obviously, you know, you talked about it there earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they were, we were they were going to try for a, a last minute flight so I could actually make it to the fights, um, and they they would they were going to announce it there, but then we just they I don't know we just couldn't pull it off, so I, I just flew out for the comp, for the press conference instead. Yeah, well, obviously the stuff with uh, Risen a lot to, a lot to discuss with you, but first I wanted to ask about your health, man. You know, last time we had you on the show, uh, when we had spoke, things were not looking so good for you in regards to your general health not to mention your career as an athlete. How were things going for you in that regard, and, and did you get to the bottom of all that stuff? Yeah, we finally turned that stuff around and, and figured it out. Uh, we, man, it was, a, it was a, a year-long just craziness of me in and out of the hospital. Um, I mean, I, I went to the hospital, I think, six times. Uh, I, I could have gone um, probably eight times. <laughs> And finally, the very last time, the very last doctor, the tenth doctor that I saw, not even a specialist, but it was an ER doctor down in San Diego, um, and he figured it out. The funny thing was, I was actually flying out to a corporate gig uh, for a, a corporate job interview that um, you know me and my wife had together. We we we, were, <clears throat> we will end up working. Hopefully, if this company works out, we'll end up working <laughs> for this company no matter what. You know they're they're offering both of us great salaries and benefits and stuff and um, you know I'll I'll be kind of running a West Coast operation so I'll I'll still be able to train every day and and probably still fight. But um, oh, sure. I was I was on my way to the airport and I just when we got to San Diego I told him like you gotta take me to the hospital this isn't working like we'll fly out we'll fly out tomorrow or whenever I get better. Um, so we did that, and then he, the doctor explained it, what it is, gave me my medicine. I took a, a month's worth of antibiotics. I had something called H. pylori, which is a stress-related uh, bacteria that, that's in your stomach, uh, which I don't know how that works. <laughs> but Holy crap, uh, stress-related, so huh? Yeah, I was, I was so stressed out for the last you know, couple of years, five years realistically, um, that my body, you know, turned on itself. My body created something that that was really bad, which, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I can't even explain how how good it feels to be un, to be away and just not be under be under the stressful UFC thumb. As much as I appreciate UFC, it is stressful working for them. Yeah, I have no doubt, and uh, it's crazy to hear that it, that it was a stress related issue that that caused all of this for you. Uh, and that's perfectly segues into my question here. You know, before we discuss everything with Risen, I wanted to talk about the release from the UFC. You know, the, the news broke a little over a week ago that you had fired your manager, requested your release from the company. 
Soon thereafter, that was granted. Walk us through that timeline of negotiations with the UFC and how it all played out. Well, it was more or less just me playing a game. You know, just kind of, I'm at the point, at the age where I'm either going to make a lot of money doing this or I'm I'm going to quit. Because, like I just told you, I, I have... You know, I can get a I can get a good job if I really want to. <laughs> you know, yeah, I I'm really yeah. I'm really go out and look for it. Uh, and I have a job. I work for a cannabis brand. I help with marketing and advertising and uh, some sales stuff. And and it's you know I I can do other things. But um, so I, I just kind of wanted to play a game and see what I was worth. See if see if see if this sport was still worth doing. And I you know I I said you know I, I need to make six figures. So give me fifty and fifty. You know, and, and I understand why UFC wouldn't do that. I, that they, <laughs> for everything that we've gone through together in my career, as she's been, um, I, I understand why they wouldn't give it to me. So I said, okay, well, then I want my release, please. And they gave it to me. So right when that news hit, I gave it probably 24 hours. Well, I, I mean, I, I was, we gave it, we gave it like five days, I think, till after we, we even announced it. I was, you know, I, I knew I got my my official release on the Monday, but I, I they granted me release the week before, um, and I just I, I I put the info out there and Ryzen hit me up and made me an offer that I, you know I, I again I asked for six figures in one night. They gave me a chance to make, you know I, I'm sure I can make over a couple hundred grand for this one. Yeah, very good to hear. I know that this uh, boiled down to financials, and uh, I'm just I'm honestly surprised though. You know, given your following and all that you've got going on and, and uh, the, the following you have in the MMA community. I'm surprised that the UFC wasn't willing to try to work something out with you. I mean, did they throw a number at you that was maybe appealing or? No, they, they, they threw, they, they threw a bone number at me. So I said, you know, it's, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, I, again, I understand where they're coming from. I, we, have, we have not had the best working relationship. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. I'm, I can't be mad at them. So now that it's all said and done, it's safe to say there's no bad blood between you and the company. No, not at all. I mean, I, I talked to Dana and uh, and Jeff, and you know, I, I just talked to everybody. You know, said goodbye, thank you. You know, they, they've they have done good for me. I mean, I, I, the only thing that they do, but which is what they do with everybody, is that they pay like shit. That's all, you know, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a, everyone, everyone knows that they, they underpay everybody. You know, I, honestly, I think that they could add a zero to everyone's paychecks and you'd be just fine. <laughs> like, right. I really, right. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we got the numbers and they just added the zero to everyone's, everyone's contracts that wasn't Conor McGregor or whatever. Um, you know, cause he already makes a lot, but, or he would make more, you know, obviously, but. And I, I guarantee they wouldn't even be at 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 a, you know forty five or fifty percent of what they make every year. And I know I know this year they're not doing so hot, which you know that's that sucks. You know they just spend all that fucking money on it. But um, that's business. You know that what yeah. I what I did. What, you know me getting my release. That was a business choice. That was a business decision. That, that's what it came down to. Was 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 is this business good enough for me? And I said. Rising, you know, like I said, they made me a really good offer, and I, I, I'm happy. Now I'm, I'm for once in a very long time, for once in a couple of years, I'm excited about fighting. I'm actually excited. I get to do something I've never done before. Um, you know, I, I get to go 
get to go to Japan and fight in a tournament. I've never been able to do that. I get to fight three times in in, <laughs> in two nights. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I'm legitimately like really giddy and excited about it. Well, it's it's good and refreshing to hear that as a fan of yours, and I know all of your fans out there are definitely thinking the same thing. Um, but I agree with you 100%, man. For a guy to go out there, even the guys on the undercard, no matter how much notoriety they have or not, to make 12 and 12 seems really, really ridiculous at this stage of the game. So um, I agree yeah, with you that, there 100%. For sure, it's for sure. It's sad, and I, 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 I won't do it anymore. I, I just said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to fight for anything less than, than a chance at making $100,000 or at least six figures in a night. Otherwise, it's not worth it for me. And, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's just – it's how it goes. And, and I figured out the brain – you know, my, my – I just was going to do Bob depression. You know, people are like, what about all your head stuff? I'm like, I don't have any head trauma. I've never been knocked out from a punch or kick. You know, I've been, I've been knocked silly multiple times, of course. Um, but, you know, that's... <laughs> I've never actually been knocked out from a puncher kick. It's always... I, I've hit my head. Uh, I made snowboarding once. and put myself in the hospital for a few days. Um, that was asleep for a few days. <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> uh, I, I I can't really think of, of any other times where I've hit, you know, I've put myself completely unconscious. Yeah, not I mean, to mention I, I you've always I, been competitive. I, I, yeah, and I, I, I did, I did, I did kill myself via drug overdose. <laughs> That's not always not good for you. I don't know how long I, how much brain damage I got from that. Um, but you know, for a while there, I, I was, I was scared. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was a brain thing. Um, and uh-huh. I, I, the UFC put me in. The, they put the UFC had me do that transcranial magnetic stimulation. Um, and I went and did it, and they told me they go, you know, you might have a little bit of an emotional episode uh in at, at about the two week mark and i was like oh okay like yeah it's not a big deal and i had a full blown emotional breakdown like i lost it really I completely lost my i lost my shit so bad i was on the floor, like, literally in fetal position on the floor crying my god did they like say that this is common for everybody that does that no no i had an extra bad an adverse reaction so i was like you know what uh, thank you because i know it's like 500 bucks or 300 bucks a session and they gave it to me yeah. for free. Um, so it'd be tried, you know, but it, 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 that was not, cause that was not fun. Um, yeah. But, you know, we got to, now that I have my stomach, I can go train and I'm, I'm happy. I mean, it was, it's just the fact that my body, my body had turned on me and I didn't know why and for the last year it had ruined my life, you know. So once you fix that, and that's you, what, you feel a little bit better after that. Yeah, and that's what matters most, man, that you're happy, healthy, and looking forward to competing again. Uh, I know that the last time we yeah. spoke, man, it did not sound that way at all. I mean, you were looking at this like it was over. And uh, now to hear that you're yeah, excited about fighting again, that's really cool, man. Really, really good to hear. But, you know, with the announcement of your release, you stated, as you know, we just talked about here, you were looking for nothing less than 100K. You'd be open to fighting for, a, you know, a 50 and 50 contract. Uh, very reasonable considering your following, in my opinion. But aside from Ryzen, did any other promotions make you an offer that, that you were uh, maybe considering? Um, Russia, they, they, they had an offer, um, and it wasn't the, uh, ACB, it was a different one. Um, they wanted me to fight, uh, what's his name? Um, the Juice Monkey. Um, uh, I think it was long. Yeah, you know, the, the flyweight that got cut for steroids from Russia. What's his fucking name? 
Um, yeah, uh, I can't. I, I can't think of it. There's all those Russian names there. I'm good with Brazilian names, man, but not good with the Russian names. It's uh, Ali. Um, I can't think. Of, I can't think of his name. Anyways, they they offered me exactly what UFC offered me, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, oh I'm sorry. He was he was with the UFC. Ali Bagatinov. Uh, Bagatinov. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. And they they made me an offer to fight him, and then they just. They made they made the same offer UFC did and I was like, did you guys not read? What like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, you guys, you guys really not read what I was what I just went through and I said no to. I was like, okay. And then um, you know now they're now I'm, now I'm going to Japan. You know Japan was appealing for a, a lot of reasons. The fact that I've never fought in Japan, the tournament, the money, um, and and just you know I, I never got to fight in pride. I never had those days. I was too young. Um, I, I was, you know, I, I got to school at 18, but still, I, I was, I was too young and small to be fighting in, 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 in pride. So I never got to, so this is kind of my chance to make my own little version of pride, you know, cause they are promoting all this kids fly, you know, or band at least. Um, I go out there, I, 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 so I can really see myself walking through this tournament. I mean, Horiguchi's going to get tough fight. I, we'll see who is he fighting in the first round, you know, that we don't know. So. Uh, obviously, I'll, I'll be fighting him in the semis, and then uh, who knows about the uh, about the, uh, the other back of it? Who really cares? You know, he, he's going to be my toughest fight for sure. Yeah, I know. I know that's the fight that everybody is most looking forward to is the possibility of you fighting Horiguchi. That's something I wanted to get to here in a moment. But you know, it seems like the the MMA community has reacted positively to this, and as you said, it's an opportunity for you to go out there and experience something different, have some fun in this sport again and uh, do something that is very uncommon these days, which is a, which is a Grand Prix. But I'm wondering, is this an exclusive contract for you? Are you able to compete in other promotions if you wanted to? Um, uh, it's exclusive for the one fight. Or, well, it's one to three fights. It's just, just for the tournament. And once the tournament's over, he goes, on January 1st, you're a free agent. Wow. And okay. I think they, they keep going, well, you know, if you wanted at first, they were like, well, you know, uh, we know you want to go back to UFC and fight and and I just, I just, I told him like, listen, if if you, you guys are already treating me awesome, <clears throat> um, and if 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 the money's right, I don't have to go anywhere. I'll stay in Japan. I don't care. You know, I know they're always gonna make pay me a lot of money, and they pay you in cash. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's it's pretty awesome. You know, like they're they're and it's I'm 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 an old I'm an old fighter. You know, I come from a long time ago. I'm old, the old school. You know, that's I, I was I was raised in this sport, literally. Like I've, I've been doing this my whole life. Been watching UFC since day one, and uh, you know, I've, Japan just it's just really appealing. And I, I know that they want to make an American push. They want to create stars. Um, I was sitting with Frank Shamrock at breakfast, and just I, I never I never hung out with Frank and uh he you know he just just dropped some knowledge on me and I was like wow like you really you put things in perspective you know and yeah he's uh, a cool guy and you know he's he's uh, I think I've met him at strike force or something you know but it was never I never actually got time to like sit down and talk to him and you know he any new promotion hits up Frank <laughs> so he's a, he's a consultant right you know that's what he does um and most people don't know that but the guy's a Savvy, savvy businessman, like really, really smart. He's been a part of a lot of cool stuff, 
And, uh, you know, the, just to kind of pick his brain and have him kind of, you know, we went over a few things. I was like, this is going to be better. This is going to be a good relationship. I know that. And he was also one of the early, early voices talking about fighter pay and, uh, you know, contracts and really looking out for yourself in that regard. Um, but it's pretty cool that you got to pick his brain. And as you said, I mean, the, the opportunity to fight in Japan, do something you haven't done before, compete in a Grand Prix, all very, very cool stuff. Um, but the opportunity here for you to broaden your fan base is there as well, too. I mean, was that at all a factor when deciding to sign with them? Oh, of course. You know, I can go make my own – I can go make myself a star somewhere else. And I know that the UFC is never going to – they're never going to make a star out of a 125-er. They're never going to go out of their way to do it. Okay, so I'm I'm going to leave, and I'm going to make a star out of myself, and – we'll go from there, you know, and, and Ryzen's all in, they're all in for it for helping me. You know, they, they want to do it with me. So I'm like, okay, that's what I like to hear. You know, I, I like to hear a company that, that's, you know, that has your back and that tells you they have their back, have your back. And they want to, you know, they want to work with you. They want to do cool things. Yeah, for sure. And so far they've had, they've had plenty of success and it has that pride feel to it. And that's something that the MMA community has been craving for, for many, many years ever since pride uh, you know, ceased to exist. <laughs> yeah. Right. How cool yeah. is that dude? <laughs> so much tremendous. Fun. It's on the, rec- the receiving end. It was going to suck. I'm sure. Um, if that ever happens, but uh, <laughs> I had my head kicked in before on the ground. Yeah, I mean, people were always wearing com- combat boots for some reason, but it's a whole different story. Right. Well, definitely yeah, a, a we, lot we, of a we, different we, story, but <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, was, I, I just, I, I, I grew up fighting a group of uh, skinheads from the next town over. So there was, a, you know, a couple times where they catch you alone or catch you slipping and kick the shit out of you with their boots on. But that's what happens when you grow up fighting a lot. <laughs> and for some reason, skinheads always wear combat boots. I, I have, I've worn combat boots most of my, most of my life, too. <laughs> but uh, right. they're good for kicking the shit out of people with. You know, what can I say? Especially if someone's trying to kick the shit out of you alone. <laughs> Right, steel toe does not, not feel good on the face, that's for sure. Not that I recommend anyone out there to go beat up people or stop with someone with boots, but I'm saying in return, if someone is trying to do that to you, usually pays off to uh, to come prepared. For sure, for sure. Um, so you're set to make this debut December 29th. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce this guy's name. I believe it's Manel Cape. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Manel Cape. Okay. I know yeah, things uh, got a little heated with you guys at the presser there. What can you tell us about uh, what happened there and, and what you guys were saying back and forth to each other? I don't know what the what he was trying to get – what point he was trying to get across besides uh, that he's a fucking idiot. Um, but, you know, everyone came up and because, of course, I, I got the number one spot. I got the, I got the, the number one uh, little, little drawing piece. It's, you know, we had the numbers from one to seven. I picked the right little ball. And so, of course, I'm going to put myself in the, in the front. You know, I'm, I'm A. I'm, I'm number one. I, don't, I want everyone to know that. And then everyone would come up who picked out the lower number, the higher numbers, and they'd come and stop me and then pick a different spot. Stop at me and pick another spot. And try to make it dramatic and make it look, you know, they, had to add, they have to add that feel. It was, it was fun. And then Dick yeah, comes promotion. up and, like, puts his forehead. Yeah, he comes up and, like, puts his forehead on mine. And at first, I was like, okay, one, one thousand, two, one thousand. Relax, dude. Just get the fuck off me. And he kept pushing, so I just shoved him. <laughs> and I was like, dude, don't, don't fucking touch me. For one, I, I will hit you. I mean, I, I, I will, I will, I am not afraid to fucking 
crack you at a, at a press conference. And, you know, they kind of separated us, and I was like, okay, that that was, okay, sure, like, whatever, dude. I, I don't know. I, I, I get it. So then I sit down, <laughs> and I, everyone is asking me questions. They're asking myself and, and, and Horiguchi questions. And I'm trying to answer them, but every single time I would go to say something, he would start talking. And he's, and he, he's, he's Angolan. He's from Africa, but, but he lives in uh, Portugal. So he speaks Portuguese. And he doesn't speak English. And I was like, what the fuck are you trying to say to me? I, I'm like, do you, want, do you want the microphone? I kept like giving it to him. Like, I, can't, I can't understand you. I know I, I get what you're trying to say, but, but you don't, like, your shit talking doesn't affect me, son. Like, <laughs> listen here, Pumba. Not it, to mention nobody awesome. can understand you. Dude, it didn't. It didn't make any sense. He's like, he kept, he kept saying something like, "I'm at the bar or something. I'm at the base." And I was like, okay. I was like, no, 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 Portuguese. Okay. I go, uh, and I, I, I even took my time and I looked up everyone's record, and he has the best record of the group, eleven and one. But if you look at all the guys he's fought, they are dog shit. He's fought. He's fought. The first couple guys, oh, they don't have a record. They're just him. Uh, and then. He's fought guys that are like they all pretty much all of them have losing records except for like maybe two or three of them. And, wow! And you know, so he's really uh, in no position he, to be he, talking shit like that. No, but what he did with uh, Urson, his last his last opponent was Urson uh, Yamamoto, which is Kid Yamamoto's uh, nephew. Nephew, I and think, kid's right? Sisters, yeah. yeah, kid's sister that's a multi-time Olympic champion and world champion in wrestling. Uh, I mean, that family is, they're, they're Japanese, you know, loyalty when it comes to fighting and, 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 you know, MMA really, you know, and I'm, I'm friends with Ensign. So, which is, you know, the, his, his old stepdad. Um, and I guess he came up to, to Urson and he was like, after I knock you out, I'm going to fuck your mom. <laughs> and totally was saying all what? this wild ass <laughs> shit. Yeah. Saying all this wild shit to Urson and I get it got in his head and plus Urson's he's two and he was two and two and now he's two and three obviously because he just lost again but he, you know he's he's not the best Yamamoto of the, you know of the family he's he doesn't he's not he's not a fighter like like his like his his uh, uncle or his, or his stepdad or his mom his mom's a badass too but um you know, the kid's not he's not bad obviously for for this Manel Cape guy to be talking that much shit and just thinking that he's the best in the world, you know, and, and again, no one sucks in the tournament. I'm not going to say the guy sucks. His competition yeah. spot sucks. So he's walked through everybody, which is uh, understandable. You know, yeah, I mean, you iron sharpens iron. iron and, it, yeah, you, you, and, and it's you one of those. Rub, you know, the, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I say you, you, you no. get the rub from, you know, fighting really good people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it takes that experience to further your game and, and uh, so on. But uh, in regards to skills, I mean, I know you're saying he's fighting guys that, that he's walking through because they're, they're not very good uh, competition for him. But as far as his skill set, I mean, have you had a chance to look into him much? What do you think? Uh, how do you think he matches up against you? Um, he's, he's all right. You know, I mean, he can punch. It doesn't seem like he has that much power. Um, I mean, even when he knocked out Urson this last week, I mean, it was a head kick, but it landed flush and Urson went out. 
You know, like if, if it let me kick you in the head hard with that sort of placement on my shin, we'll see what happens. <laughs> You're gonna go to fucking yeah, sleep. Yeah, hit it with a baseball uh, bat. Same thing. And and he's you know he's athletic. He's you know he's decently fast um, and decently well rounded. You know, I from what I've seen, I you know, he's he can knock people out of the feet. Uh, I've seen him take a few shots. They're ugly, but he landed them. Um, again, you're doing stuff to fuck amateurs. You know, like, like he, he's fighting guys at, at an amateur level in this country, and that's for that's for professional record. You know, so it's like kind of it's kind of silly. Yeah. But uh, you know, and his jiu-jitsu, Yeah, I've, I I don't know. I mean, I know he speaks Portuguese, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't translate to the math. No, <laughs> Long country. Right, right. <laughs> Same language, wrong country. But obviously, yeah. as we've talked about, the, the real fight that everybody wants to see is you against Kyoji Horiguchi. Um, that fight could be next, assuming he gets past his opponent and uh, you get past uh, Cape here. But uh, give us your thoughts on that fight. I mean, that's that's the one everybody's really looking forward to. Could be a really great matchup. What do you think of the potential of fighting him and what he brings to the table? And how do you think that fight would play out? That's a fight I'm excited for. You know, that, that's 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 got final written all over it. You know, so it it uh, it's he's the best guy in the tournament for sure. Yeah, and I think that I mean he's he's the highest rated person upset and upset myself. Um, and I think that we match up well. You know, he's again he's he's top five in the world, so he's good at everything. Um, I, I think that he's obviously better on the feet than he is on the ground, but. Um, I can definitely see us getting in on the feet. Uh, and I think if we go to the ground, we'll definitely submit him. Uh, I think that that's, that's where my chances are best. But I, I also, you know, I know I can knock him out as well. But we got to see what sort of damage we both take in these first fights. I mean, that, it, this is a tournament, so this has to be – we, we got to play this uh, very smart. You know, we got to really yeah. be really, really intelligent about how we do this, how much energy we use. I got to go out there and, and take out uh, Manel uh, Cape as fast as possible. You know, which I'll, I'll, who knows, probably sleep him or, or I'll, I'll have to um, take him to the ground and just submit him as fast as I can. I mean, obviously, I, yeah. I, the, the, the differences in, 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 uh, in stand-up to differences in jiu-jitsu are a lot different, you know what I mean? Like, uh, at, a, at, a pretty, at a level like we're at. So I think that... Uh, For sure. That'll, again, be my, my easiest route is just taking him and submit him. Just shut him the fuck up. Well, that was something I wanted to talk about next was uh, going into a Grand Prix like this. I mean, you're talking about how smart you have to play, avoid the injuries, don't take too much damage. Uh, Is that going to change your preparation for this uh, dramatically at all? Or, I mean, is is it just game planning going in there and making quick work of your first opponent? Oh, yeah, it's it's, you got a game plan for the first guy. Um, That's the main thing because that's your first fight. That's, That's the fight that counts. You know, for as of now, um, but this is you know this isn't this is, you don't have one type of training partner for this. One. You gotta go have everybody. Now, build wise, Horiguchi and and uh, and uh, Cape are, are are almost the same size. You know, I think that you know uh, Horiguchi maybe a little bigger than me, but not quite as big as Cape. But around that, I think we're all. Neither of them are that much bigger than me, um, so that'll be pretty easy to get 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 before. And they, you do have another really tall French guy, 
on the other side of the bracket, but he's 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 like a submission guy, I think, right? Horiguchi? No, 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 no. The, the, the other the other tall black guy. Oh, 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 oh. Honestly, man, I quite frankly, and this is kind of shameful to admit, but I mean, it's, it's Horiguchi yourself, and I think there's one other guy that I'm familiar with, but um, I mean, you and Horiguchi are definitely the well-known names in this tournament. Yeah, of course, and and that's because you know we were in the UFC fighting the best guys on the planet, but now you know we're. I think other people will follow suit. You know, we got you got two of the best guys, two of the top five guys on the planet. They left. Myself and him. You know, and then um, now Bagotinov, he left as well, right? I mean, they, they just offered me to fight him in, in Russia. So I'm guessing he left. Um, you know, there's there's people out there. There's more more athletes coming up. So I think that with the publicity that Ryzen is bringing, I think we're going to start stealing more people. Where people are just gonna be they're gonna be over again, you know, having to deal with all the UFC stuff and they're gonna come over. Absolutely. And as you said previously, uh just the promotion really getting a push from a promotion uh with this with these lighter weight divisions is something that isn't as common with the UFC and definitely uh attractive to, to fighters that feel like they're not getting their fair shake in this game. Um but I just wanted to change gears here for a moment. You know, the past few times we had you on the show we discussed your uh, other business ventures. You talked about it a little bit earlier, uh, your podcast, of course. You definitely have uh, plenty of opportunities outside of fighting, but I'd imagine you're pretty relieved at this point to be, re- to be returning to MMA, at least for now, and remaining as a fighter for your primary career, right? Oh, of course. It's uh, it's all, all I want to do. You know, it's, it's the one thing that I, I, I want more than anything else. You know, as, as far as, you know, for personal reasons, you know, like for what I want to do with my life, what I want to do for a living, you know, what I what makes me happy, and that's this. That's fighting is the thing. So uh, everything else in my life is finally in order. You know, my my, my personal life, my, my, my child isn't sick anymore. You know, uh, everything's great. You know, I have I, I live in my own house now. Um, so everything's cool. You know, every, like before... Before this this sickness that I had, my my whole UFC career was just bad, bad energy. It was my whole career, my whole you know last five years have been just bad energy with 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 uh, with Zufa, you know, and with the Zufa and the new, and the new owners. Um, it's just been you know weird, and it just hasn't worked out. And it's I don't know what what the deal is, but now I'm just oh, it's a relief to 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 be to be doing this still, but but having a different route, you know, making my own way. Yeah, for sure. Change of scenery, new stars aligning for you, all very promising stuff. And I know I speak for all of us, all of the MMA community, when I, when I say that I'm glad you'll be returning to fighting and that you're enjoying it again. Um, that being said, man, what are your goals now that you move to this new chapter in your career? Make some good money and have some fun along the way? Or Exactly. That, that's, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been the best in the world before. Um, and, you know, even if Demetrius is still over in the UFC, I I can still fight guys that are, that are, are, are the level of guys he's fighting. You know, maybe, maybe we can figure something out later. I I don't know, but the UFC is never going to go out of the way to build a, to build a 25 star. So I'm going to go build my own star power and see, you know, I could stay with Ryzen. I I don't know. You know, that's, that's, that's like, I, 
really wanted them to realize, like, I don't have plans of going anywhere. You guys, if you guys make me happy, you guys treat me the way you have been treating me, then why would I go anywhere? I'm a good, I'm a good dog. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a company man, you know, and I, I, I'll always be loyal to a, to a fault, I guess. Well, and it's important to, you know, when doors open like that, opportunities arise. If you take them, they work out and both parties are treating each other the way they both want to be treated. It would only make sense for you to stay there, but it's cool that these other doors are opening more opportunity for you. And as you said, I mean, January 1st, you become a free agent. Who knows what might come up, but for now you're looking for rising to, to stay your home. Um, and listen, man, I, I, you've been more than generous with your time. I just have a couple more questions here for you. Um, assuming you win this tournament starting December 29th, what would be next for you? I mean, are you looking that far ahead at this point? How quickly would you like to fight in the new year? Oh man, it just depends on how much damage I take in this one, you know. Uh, but I, I would like to keep the ball rolling into, into the next, the next rising, the next event would be would be perfect, you know. I, they don't have that many shows every every year, so I'd like to get on as many shows as I could. Um, you know, if I could be fighting, if I could get three fights in a year, cool. You know, I, I can. It just it just depends on you know the damage and stuff, but. Um, I do want to fight as much as possible. I, I don't. I don't have that many more fights left. You know, I don't have many years left in me. So if I can, if I can pack in as much as I can over the next few years. Then cool. That's, if I, I win the tournament, then I'm the champ. You know, then I then I, I defend my title in Ryzen. Um, I, I think the fact that uh, the guys don't cut as much weight over there, so the, the, they're still rough. You know, relatively smaller. I'm sure. Um, you know, after I do win this, more other people will come over. Some bigger guys, but. That's fine, you know. They you know, maybe maybe they start a 125 pound class, right? I do the next tournament is one at 125. I don't know. Um, I'm happy that I'm not. I'm that I don't have to cut that much weight to 135 because I've got to fight three times in two days. So I'd, I'd rather not spend all that energy cutting weight and kill myself. I can I can just work my ass off and die. Um, and and I could I could put on a few pounds realistically. I could put on a few healthy pounds, make make myself real strong, you know. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, I mean, if you get crowned the champion, you become a free agent on January 1st, they're going to want to keep you. So that really gives you something yeah. extra special to bring to the negoti- the negotiation table, right? Exactly. And if I'm sure, you know, when I win the tournament, uh, my offers, you know, my fights will be for six figures, uh, multiple six figures. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I know, I know how they pay their well, they're, you know, the champions and stuff. So I guarantee I could be getting, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a fight just as a flat payment. You know, if, if not, if not, who knows more, I, I don't know, you know, but, but just to start maybe a hundred, a hundred, 200, 200, who knows. Um, and, yeah. uh, and unless the UFC comes with some crazy offer, you know, where they're like, okay, well, here you fight DJ for seven figures. Like, and why would I, why would I go anywhere else? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, DC gave me a chance. You know, I don't, I don't want to just all of a sudden, like, oh, we'll see you. Like, I got what I wanted out of you. Like, no, that's right. very cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, again, loyalty I'm, is hard I'm, to come by these days, so. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I want to I I show that, that I'm, you know, I mean it when I say that I'm a loyal, loyal person. Well, I have no doubt that the sky's the limit here. There's a lot of potential for you. And as I said numerous times over this interview, really cool stuff to see that you're excited about fighting again. Very much looking forward to all of this. And, all of the promotion going into it as well. Lord knows the, the first uh, press conference was uh, pretty interesting to say the least. So I look forward <laughs> to the others. 
Um, but listen, man, for all the Uncle Creepy supporters out there, everybody that's uh, supported you through all of this downtime, and uh, now that you're finally getting back into MMA and excited for it, give us your prediction for the tournament. Tell everybody why they need to make sure that they tune in for this uh, Bantamweight Grand Prix on December 29th. Um, well, let's go back to the, to the soccer kicks. I'm so excited. So now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to jump. I'm going to tap dance on, on, uh, I'm going to face. I'm going to jump up and down <laughs> on his face heels first. <laughs> He's that annoying. I'm just going to head stomp him as hard as I can. If I knee him in the face, if I get the chance. Um, and then me and Horiguchi will have a civilized, you know, fist fight. And I'll, uh, I'll end up probably knocking him out as well. And then, uh, it's right. I gotta, I gotta make it exciting. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm really gonna hurt Jake though. He needs to be hurt. He needs to be hurt really bad. Um, so I'm gonna hurt him. And then, uh, you know, Horiguchi will, will, he'll go out on the shield as well. And then he'll be in the finals. And I, I'm gonna have to say that one of the Japanese guys is gonna win. Maybe Ishi, Ishi, uh, Ashitara. He, he looked like he was, he was the strongest one. Um, not that the, the. Ooh, the skinnier guy. Not not the one fighting Taha, the other guy. The other Asian guy. I think it's Ishiwara. I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to fight him in the finals. Okay. And, you know, of course, as yeah, you, he's going to sleep, too. And as you said, man, uh, the soccer kicks, knees to the head, you bring up knees to the head. Mm-hmm. That really lends itself to the wrestling style. I mean, you can get to that position and have some devastating uh, results with the knees to the head. So certainly looking forward to it. Very, very exciting stuff, my man. Can't wait for December 29th. Um, I guess in conclusion, any shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go, man? Uh, yeah, shout-out just to, to Ryzen, obviously, for hooking me up with this this opportunity. Thank you very much. Um, and to all my fans out there, uh, you know, that just kind of that gave, me the, gave me the thumbs, thumbs up and, and, you know, said, good, you know, good, sh- good job. Good job. They, they, they hoped and they prayed or whatever, however they wanted to put it. You know, I don't believe I'm just putting it out there. Uh, they hoped and they prayed that I would get this, you know, this type of offer. And I would be fighting somewhere, and and that I would be excited to do it. So I'm, I'm finally, I'm I'm just I'm happy to be able to show these guys what I'm what, what I'm really able to do. You know, I've I've never been able to show my my real worth in the UFC. So um, I'm excited to show that to the world now. And we're all very excited for you, man. Uh, as I said, you know, the stars are aligning here. Great opportunity, and certainly looking forward to December 29th. Greatly, greatly appreciate the time, as always, Uncle Creepy. Sounds like all is right in the world of Uncle Creepy, and we're looking forward to <laughs> yes. all the results and uh, all the awesomeness that's on its way for you. Uh, greatly appreciate it, and hopefully we can catch up again before the fights and uh, before you capture that title, my man. Sounds good, man. Just hit me up. All right, buddy. You have a great night. Yeah, you too. Later. All right, Penn Nation, there you have it. Uncle Creepy Ian McCall. Great conversation with him. You know, that's something I completely forgot about. Be able to kick people in the face, on the ground. Soccer kicks, baby. Awesome stuff. So, everything's worked out for him. Everything with the UFC's in the back burner. All of the nonsense he went through. As we talked about, the string of bad luck that is probably unrivaled in this sport. Um... Very good to see him past all of that with a bright future ahead and some really cool fights on the horizon. Kyoji Horiguchi versus Ian McCall. That's a fight we all want to see for sure. 
Um, and then like we talked about, wins the title, becomes a free agent, goes into negotiations with Ryzen, with the belt, a lot of clout following his name, big following, especially here in the States, and uh, sky's the limit for Ian. So very happy for him. Very much looking forward to December 29th in Japan. Two-night Grand Prix. They will be crowned. There will be crowned a bantamweight champion at the end of this tournament. So there you have it, folks. BJPenn.com Radio, episode 54. Alexander Volkanovsky, Ian McCall. A couple of great conversations with these guys. We greatly appreciate both of their time. Um... And what's crazy is that speaking with McCall, I still feel like shit, but I'm feeling a little better. Podcast, antibiotic. Anyway, listen, on behalf of all of BJPenn.com, the whole team, all the guys, we greatly appreciate you, Penn Nation. Big thanks to both of our guests tonight. Another great show in the books. Tune in next week. More of what you crave from the sport you love of mixed martial arts, BJPenn.com radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans. Uh, Mahalo, Penn Nation. Tune in next week. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Google+. Bookmark BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Stay up to date. Get all the breaking news, all the viral videos, and all of the content you could ever want all in one place. One-stop shopping, guys. BJPenn.com. On behalf of the whole team, I'm Jay Kinch. Tuning out. Make sure you guys tune back in next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll have another great show for you guys. Peace out.
Spring into action at the 75th Anniversary Seattle Home Show, presented by Kitchen Plus and LP. Spring is the time to renew and renovate. See tiny homes and the dramatic outdoor living by night exhibit. Get kitchen and bath remodeling ideas and feed live butterflies. Purchase e-tickets at seattlehomeshow.com and get $5 parking. The Seattle Home Show, February 23rd through March 3rd at Century Lake Field Event Center. Sponsored by the Seattle Times and Master Builders Association. 
Spring into action at the 75th Anniversary Seattle Home Show, presented by Kitchen Plus and LP. Spring is the time to renew and renovate. See tiny homes and the dramatic outdoor living by night exhibit. Get kitchen and bath remodeling ideas and feed live butterflies. Purchase e-tickets at seattlehomeshow.com and get $5 parking. The Seattle Home Show, February 23rd through March 3rd at Century Lake Field Event Center. Sponsored by the Seattle Times and Master Builders Association. 